0: I'm Deva Flowers.
1: And I'm Chief Bob Vasquez.
0: Welcome to Creating Leaders of Character.
1: Our purpose in creating this podcast is to help you empower yourself as a leader.
0: Specifically as a leader of character.
1: Deva and I come from two very different times. You might consider me an old school kind of leader.
0: And I'm what might be considered an emerging leader.
1: As different as our perspectives may be, We both agree that leading with character is important these days. Actually, it's always been important. Now, it may even be critical.
0: Throughout this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, not to convince you to think like either of us, but to help you develop your own perspectives and apply them to make you a better leader.
1: A leader of character. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight hey deva it's been a week another, oh yeah joel is a week older
0: <laughs> another week i don't i can't tell if he's any bigger but my, my family says he is so
1: yeah well when you're with someone you can't see the, the the growth the change but when you don't see them for a while and then you see them all of a sudden it's like wow you've grown uh and then with our kids it's, it's the same way so uh, yeah. a good week i hope and uh, joel is doing well and healthy and you mm-hmm. and your husband are doing well and healthy mm-hmm. and all right. Sounds good. Now, as we started uh, back on track uh, last week, we were talking about, uh, and I love being right, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and just, <laughs> I know you do.
1: Yeah. I, I go out and smoke a c- cigar when the whole plan comes together. But uh, <laughs> I had told you that things would be different. One of the things that we talked about uh, throughout the podcast is our sense of purpose. This is important as a char- to develop as a leader of character. You have to have the right purpose. Uh, did, do you see where it's changed?
0: Yeah. Um, so I have been telling a uh, few of my older, uh, or wiser, excuse me, mentors, uh, <laughs> that I will be doing school after I have Joel. And I would always get the response like, Oh, that's, that's going to be hard. I hope that, I hope that you know what you're doing. And, and I am so thankful to have had support for my husband because, uh, You know, if it was just me, if I was if I was just a single parent, you know, I don't think that I'd I'd be able to hold on to some of those those purposes that I had in the past. And although I could fill every second of my day just with playing with with the baby and and hanging out and putting him in new cute clothes, I still am trying to like hold on to that that older purpose of being like a really good student, um, is one of the, one of the older ones. Another one, um, that I had previously was being an athlete and, um, really making sure that I maintain my physical fitness. And those are things that I really enjoy. Um, but definitely my, my first priority, uh, if you've ever read extreme ownership or listen to any of their podcasts, it's a leadership book. It's really good. Um, talk about prioritize and execute, um, and so you have to place your priorities and then execute them. And if I didn't have enough time in my day to get to school after taking care of my baby, I wouldn't. Um, and and that's, I think the change is that I can still hold on to some of those previous priorities, but now that they're rearranged, if I can't get down to the priorities that I had before the baby, then I won't. Um, one of those areas that maybe we can talk about uh because i gotta get it off my chest is i love working out i love going on runs uh first i love trail running um you can't trail run with a baby obviously also postpartum you can't trail run at all (laughs) so you can't (laughs) run at all um so running's off the table i could swim um but i've been going to the gym and weightlifting in our private uh apartment gym and I've had Joel in a in a little bassinet and so I just keep looking over my shoulder like is he gonna wake up is he gonna need me and um so yeah that's that's one of the priorities that I really would like to figure out how I could fit back in um, but right now I'm just feeling like a ball of mush and yeah. I think it's normal
1: yeah um, well probably I'm, I'm well it's at least normal for some people you know some people yeah. are just crazy and they get back right into it and it's yeah. amazing but the, the one of the blessings that I, I asked ask you to consider, Deva, is because uh, you mentioned single parents. Yeah. The, it, luckily, you're not a single parent. It, mm-hmm. uh, you, you have, uh, what's your uh, husband's name? Jacob. Jacob, Jacob. Yeah, I knew it was a J. But uh, you have Jacob to help you there where, you know, and I think remember last uh, last week I, I mentioned that adaptability is a key to to all of this stuff. You have to adapt your uh, 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 methods, your needs to the baby and jacob has to adapt to both of you and you to him as well. you know it's there's a lot of adapting happening here uh, yeah. to help each other out you know maybe there's a, some time where he can watch the baby and you can go run you know well eventually because you know obviously the body's got to be back in shape to, to run or else you you don't want to hurt yourself and have to spend time in the hospital that that's yeah. going, working backwards but um but imagine when we talk about developing leaders uh, creating leaders of, of character imagine doing this by yourself yeah you know again like what a to. blessing that you don't but imagine and I'm, I'm i know people who do who have and do you probably do also but what a blessing that I, I have that you have somebody to help you
0: really absolutely yeah and i like to say or i guess i've never said this before but i like to think i have two single parents um because my mom was my was my priority parent until i was about 10 and then i Um, went to go live with my dad and went through high school and middle school with him and so I've had two separate single parenthood experiences and um, I've definitely seen what they've gone through and I really respect and honor my dad uh, both my mom and my dad but I, I have distinct memories of my dad saying no you're not going to take the take the bus uh i'm going to drive you to school every single day and we had this conversation where he was telling me um man if i could just work um until 6 p.m and still instead of uh part-time at until 4 then we'd have enough money to go do so and so or go do this or go do that because we we always just broke even on rent every single month um we you know, $12,000 every year. And our rent was a thousand or a little over. So months to month, it was really just making rent. And, um, and, and so I remember him saying, if I could just work until 6 PM, we'd, we'd be doing so much better. And I was trying to convince him, well, please go work until 6 PM. I can take the bus. You don't have to get off to come pick me up at school. But that was his priority was first making sure that I had a roof over my head. He said, if I could just get a roof over your head, we'll be good. And um, second, making sure that he picks me up every day because he's something he really wanted to do. And so, so yeah, that. That's something I'll never forget is I, I didn't ride the bus, um, which isn't the worst thing in the world, but he knew, and I also knew he told me, No kids smoke weed on the bus and uh, <laughs> you'll get into trouble. Or apparently, he didn't have good experiences in yeah. that area, but yeah. but yeah, so yeah.
1: now has your relationship changed with uh Jacob you a little know, bit? I, yeah. I mean, I obviously, could, to some degree, it has to, but uh. To, to the positive or to the negative, you don't hate him yet. You? Well, you did no. as a baby was coming out, you probably hated him for a few no, seconds. No, right? I
0: didn't. I didn't hate him. No, he, we, uh, I'm really thankful, and people have told us this, and we compliment each other all the time that we have really good communication. And so we are really good about saying in the moment what we're struggling with or what we think would be better if the other person were to do this or that. and. Um, and so our relationship i think because of our communication has only gotten stronger um we've gone through trauma together um i've told him after i got over my you know everybody's birth is is traumatic i i would say it's 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 a strange thing um but um I told him after I realized that I had gotten over my emotional state after giving birth, I realized, Hey, it must've been hard to watch me go through that. And, and he told me it was, and it was, uh, it was difficult for him. I know he had a few, uh, I won't say too much about, about it, but I know he had a few uh, dreams that were kind of weird after about, you know, me being not myself or me being in pain and, and so, um, I, I think going through something traumatic with somebody else makes you stronger if you can come out the other side without without being completely torn apart. And we definitely have, so so that's good.
1: Yeah, and and again, even as a family, as uh, you and uh, Jacob, uh, you have already probably changed your plans.
0: Yeah, your, so- your, your
1: dreams have changed. <laughs> From from uh, being uh, uh, rich and having a yacht and all that kind of stuff to oh, still being, being able to
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely okay. Joel's, uh, yeah Joel we can put a so we can put Joel in a suit he'll he'll come to all the business meetings with us. Yes. Um, Yeah. No screaming, eating or crying. I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah, um, yeah, actually, it's funny you asked that, because just this morning we had a very in-depth conversation that included a whiteboard and diagrams. Actually, you know what? You can see it behind me. I don't even know you can see that. Yeah, uh, that's that's our new whiteboard. That's
1: what you talk about in breakfast. We we, we need to do some uh, counseling here. I think so. I'll get in touch with Uh, you later about that.
0: Man, we we talk so in depth. We speak in about things to such a level that i mean my so okay i will go back to the whiteboard but my my grandfather and jacob were talking when the baby was born and Jacob was saying, "Did you know that their smile is a is a reflex that that are, is made in the womb, and and it actually isn't tied to any kind of uh, source of pleasure or trying to make you feel better or anything." And and um, I, he didn't say it exactly like that, but he was talking about the science behind it. My grandfather, I think he put his hand on his shoulder and said, "Jacob, stop thinking and just enjoy it. Like, just yeah. <laughs> stop thinking about <laughs> about it. We we think too much sometimes." But anyways, the whiteboard. Um, you can see it behind me. There are are categories one is uh morning and one is evening and i had to make a checklist for reminding myself to lock the door and look in the wa- washing machine and make sure i didn't leave something or otherwise like because- the baby
1: yeah <laughs> yeah where so i leave the baby's not in the washer uh, the
0: baby went Um, it's because there's just so much in my brain that that's a system we had to implement. And then this morning, the diagram that we drew out is how in the world are we going to get Jacob to go to the gym to let him go to the gym, because he loves it. He loves going to the gym. It's really important. I would say he would say too for his uh, mental and emotional state, he really enjoys um, getting stronger and that takes going to a bigger gym with a little bit more equipment than what we have at our apartment. So long story short, tying it back to character is that um we weren't able to fit everything into our day. Um, He is choosing to go at 4am, which I would do if I wasn't already up until 1am with mm-hmm. the baby. Um, So we're, we're, prioritizing and executing that to make sure that we can kind of make sure that the physical fitness part of, of character can be fitting into this new environment that we have going on.
1: So, And that's all important. You know, it really is. You know, we talk about those four pillars, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual and, and striking a balance. But a lot of times when we think of the term balance, we think equally you know, there's four areas. So at 25% each, that doesn't work. It's going to be like a teeter totter. You know, one day there's more of this, one day there's more of this, less of this. So that's just, that's life. And again, you have to adjust to that. You have to adapt to that. And, you know, it. I think, I hope uh, for most people, it gets better. You know, you, you adjust to all of that stuff. And once the baby starts to sleep longer for, you know, eight hours or 10 hours, it has his afternoon nap and all, and then you'll, you'll readjust. And, um, and again, I think I told you last time, it's not going to, it's never going to go away. You're going to yeah. have to keep doing that constantly. And once they start school, it's a different uh, dynamic there, or, or kindergarten, or you know, if you mm-hmm. decide to go back to work or, or school, what do I, what do I do with the, this little one? And by that time, you have two or three more, so it'll be um, <laughs> a lot of fun when you have eight of them going in, oh, running into goodness. the van.
0: Yeah. Jacob, Jacob keeps looking at him. The other day we had this conversation. He said, oh my goodness, he's just a little potato. And we laughed. And then he said, I want more little potatoes. And I'm, I'm already, I'm still in the newborn phase. I'm just focusing on getting through today. Um, So, so yeah, you're right. Uh, and I think that's one of the blessings about having children young too, is that uh, I am really excited about the toddler phase and being older and being able to talk to them about emotions and just talk to them in general. I'm so excited for whenever I can actually talk to him. Um, so, so yeah, uh, once we have kids young, then, you know, we'll still be able to have knees like, like you do when yeah. we, when they're older.
1: So. Right. And if I may give you some advice, Deva, yeah. I learned to learn from my high school history teacher and uh, when I when I did learn, it, it's been amazing what I have learned. Not that I know a lot, but I know a lot more than I would have if he hadn't taught me these things. But what he taught me was the uh, the, the to learn to begin to be curious about stuff, you know. And little ones are very curious about everything, you know. And a lot of times, and it's more convenient to, to shut them down and say, "I'll tell you, uh, uh, you don't know. You're too too young to know that," or to you know. I don't have time to explain it to you. I don't know. I don't want to say that's bad parody. Cause you know, you, you got to do what you got to do, but, but if you can take the time and make it a, and I won't say a priority, but adjust so that you can help him as soon as he starts learning. And even before he starts, you know, I'm sure that he's learning more than we think he is. You yeah. know, he's watching you already and he's te- learning from you certain things just because you do them. So, uh, that's, I think, uh, important. But when they get big enough, I think there's a lot of value in explaining things to them. I mean, for, for you youngsters, you know, uh, I think you guys, well, let me put it back uh, to the Air Force Academy where I teach. I used to teach there, uh, the freshmen. And they do this thing. They, there's some uh, marble strips. That's what we call them, strips, all across this uh, uh, place we call the Toronto. They run yeah. in the center of the, the academy and they run to uh, uh, to classes and all that. And they run they yeah. run and was, uh, i always you know the freshmen were mine and i would always ask them if you understand why you you run the strips would you do it better and unanimously they say of course because i have no idea uh, yeah. right now i'm running because if i don't they'll kill me yeah. it's not a good idea you know it's not good that's not a good reason uh, and especially i mean these are the smartest people in the world why would you do that yeah. so as you can as uh and for all of our listeners out there whether you uh, i don't care how old you are your kids are but there's probably about three or four maybe five five years old where they start asking some pretty good questions and, and some pretty deep questions that if you take them uh, the moment it may only take you half a minute to explain to them really no kidding this is what it's all about I love how do you explain that that well by showing it i think is the best way uh, reading is that important yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? You know, and some kids, my grandkids love reading. And I think probably because I do a lot of it, I do a lot of writing and I, I emphasize that and um, they value it. So there's, if you do that early enough, then, the, you know, it just becomes part of who they are and they don't have to, they don't have to do it. They don't have to do it when they get to school. You know? Yeah. And I think you and uh, Jacob are pretty smart people. You probably have a pretty good left brain. Math. <laughs> Kids hate math, David. Yeah. That's the one thing you should know as a parent. Kids <laughs> hate math. Well, okay, there's three, I think there's three people in the world that don't. But otherwise, kids hate <laughs> math. So the sooner that you can uh, get them to understand the value of it and that yeah. it's not as difficult, although <laughs> I, I've seen my grandkids' math and there's no way I could do it. You know, <laughs> it's one plus one is two is a lot easier than one plus one plus three, 611, all that garbage that you uh. have that
0: they, I don't know.
1: I don't know what the value is of that, Uh, but nonetheless, and and especially, and again, when we're talking about character, what are the most important things? Integrity is probably the key. Do the right thing, whatever that means. And you know, they're going to, he, Joel is going to watch you do the right things or not. But take the time if you can to explain. This is why I did this, son. Because eventually, you know, and then eventually, can you? I can't even imagine when you're going to be a grandma. Send me a note in heaven. I will, assuming <laughs> I go up instead of down. Mm, so you, you know, a Dove. This, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I better not say too much because I'm I going to myself.
0: That's funny. Yeah, I, I had this. I don't know if it was from God or or coincidence that i had this phrase pop in my head yesterday um i said something similar to it and i thought whoa i haven't thought of that in a while and in high school my motto was because i said i would um and i don't know if i've run that past you before but yeah. there's a man named alex sheen uh he did a ted talk about his father and his his dad passed away and was one of the most honest people he had ever met And he was in a low spot. And summary of the TED talk is that he started passing out business cards to people that said nothing on them except for because I said I would at the bottom. And what you had to do is you were supposed to write a promise on the business card and give it to someone who you were going to promise it to. And then whenever that promise was fulfilled, they give you the business card back. And so maybe it would start with um, I promise to drive your kid to school on Wednesday, but it got bigger than that people would say i promise to um stop becoming addicted to heroin and then send give that to someone that they trusted to help them through that recovery period and then people started giving them to the to themselves they'd say i promised that i would get up at 4 a.m and and do that workout that i said i was going to do or or something so um the other day it popped in my head and I thought, man, it's been a year since I actually reminded myself that that phrase was important to me um, and and has been rolling around in my head. And so as far as the the character development and doing hard things, um, especially with children, which is my walk right now, is is that I said I was going to do this. I knew it would be hard. Maybe I didn't know it would be this hard, but people do it all the time and I'll figure it out because I said I would and uh that's a really helpful phrase that helps me keep going so yeah
1: i love that i love that so here's what i consider in a way i just put this together uh, my integrity process or the process for developing integrity as a person because that's about wholeness you know i can i will mm-hmm. i do i am
0: mm, that's good i like that
1: i just made that up i'm gonna write oh wow one. look at that <laughs> <laughs> I got to go because I got to go. And you know what that means? You, oh what mean? you, you were doing that when you were pregnant. So uh, now it's my turn <laughs> because I'm old. But uh, thanks right. for the talk. We'll see you next yeah.
0: week. You too. Thanks. Thank you for listening. We hope that there was something that you heard in this episode that will help empower you to become a better leader.
1: A leader of character. If you'd like to connect with us, please email us at CLOC at leadership and foresight. Org.
0: Until next time, be great. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight.